So a contusion is, I like to explain to patients, it's basically kind of a fancy word for a bruise. So it's not, nothing's broken, nothing's torn necessarily, but you you bruise the muscle in a sense. Um, and a contusion, I mean, it, it can vary. It can range from pretty mild to more severe. So as I say with a lot of people in medicine, it always, it depends, right? Um, and especially with your rotator cuffs, those are the muscles that help stabilize your shoulder more or less, so especially for a quarterback, that that's absolutely crucial to their ability to be able to play well. Kristen, when we talk about the recovery for a contusion, like you said, it can it's a broad range of the recovery, but talk about what the body needs to do recovery with that muscle and such. So a lot of big things for recovery. Rest is a big one, which we've seen with Deshaun Watson. He's, you know, elected to not play some of these games to give his shoulder time to recover. So resting and not stressing is a huge component of that recovery. But also the other hand of that is a lot of rehabilitation, physical therapy, those kinds of things to help strengthen those muscles, make sure that they're they're working well, they're working together. The, the shoulder is pretty complex with all of the different tendons, ligaments, muscles, everything going on in there. So you really want to make sure that everything is coordinating together and working well. So both of those um, rest and rehab are two your two main uh, components of recovery. With us is Dr. Kristen Forcapa from Cleveland Clinic Akron General Sports Medicine. And I know we've come a long way in technologies and surgeries and really the ability to recover quickly. But I bring that up because when we talk about an Achilles tendon tear, years ago that meant a year year and a half recovery it was one of the most devastating injuries and maybe it still is but in the world of football Aaron Rodgers had that on the fourth play of the football season we saw him over the weekend out on the football field kind of moving and throwing the football and such and he says hey I'm going to come back and play this year now that might be stretching it a bit but Kristen, maybe get into the Achilles tendon tear and how we far we've come with the technology to speed up the recovery process. Sure. So, I mean, Achilles, I agree. Achilles tears, they are, I mean, injury and that, and nobody can really argue that. But as far as the recovery process, I mean, we have all different kinds of modalities that we can use to help these athletes get back together. I was also surprised to see Aaron Rodgers back on the field myself, actually. But, um, there, you know, we can fix them surgically, but our rehab modalities have grown immensely. Um, all kinds of different stretches and strengthening. Um, ultrasound can be utilized for different things. There's different kinds of injections that we can use that can possibly help speed up some of the recovery. Uh, and especially with our elite athletes, stars. They have a lot of access to, I mean, really the top tier uh, rehab and recovery, you know, things to them. So I guess I'm not surprised that he's out there that quickly for who he is. Um, it really is amazing, though, that he, he's come back on the field. I was shocked to see that myself. <laughs> yeah, You know, I guess explained it from a medical standpoint with the Achilles tendon. What are you basically doing, unraveling that thing back down and, and mending it together and then it needs to heal? Is that the process in the most elementary version? Yeah, more or less. Um, I mean, when you tear your Achilles, and I think they had some of those, you know, slow-mo videos of him. Um, I mean, there's a lot of tension on that tendon, right? All your calf muscles attached to it, and it attaches down to your heel. And when you tear that thing, it's kind of like a slingshot. I think people could see it. 
kind of balls up in the back of his leg. Um, and so that's essentially what you're doing. You're grabbing that tendon, pulling it down, and you got to tack it down uh, to the heel. But, you know, tendons, they take a lot of time to repair. They don't heal the same way that muscle does. Um, I'm sure everybody's, you know, had a big bruise on their muscle or really strained the muscle doing something. And, you know, within a couple of days, they're better. Um, but that's because the muscle has a, you know, a much better ability to heal itself in a sense, whereas tendons do not. Once we cut, you know, they surgically kind of tack that back down, it takes a lot of work for that tendon to be able to heal in order to put that insane amount of tension back on that tendon. Um, and especially, you know, quarterbacks are twisting, they're planting on their toes, they've got to push off their toes. They need that tendon to be strong and intact. There, there can't be any, any mix-ups there at all, so... Kristen, let me ask you this. Let's say the average guy, kind of like me, I walk and maybe through the years of walking and running, I would tear my Achilles tendon and I'm not a quarterback in the NFL. Is my road to recovery a little bit quicker because I just need that Achilles tendon to walk or is it longer because I'm a little older than a, than an Aaron Rodgers? So it could, again, I, I hate ever saying it depends, but yeah. it really does depend. Um, I mean, there are some times where you don't necessarily, sometimes people don't have to surgically correct them depending on kind of how it's torn and, again, what kind of physical therapy modalities you have access to. I mean, for athletes, that is their job. That's their career. So, you know, all day that's they're doing their recovery every day religiously because um, that's what they've got to do. But for the rest of us, you know, who still have, you know, other jobs and things that we're doing, we don't really have the same time that we dedicate to rehab necessarily. So I think it would take a little bit longer Mm -hmm. um, to kind of recover from these things. I think just from the resources that we have, um, and age does play a factor. You know, of course, an 18-year-old that tears their Achilles um, would, well, not probably, they would do a lot better and recover a lot quicker than, say, somebody who was 75 and tore their Achilles. Um, just because that's how things are with age. So, Well, this is Dr. Kristen Forcapa, Cleveland Clinic, Akron General Sports Medicine. Another term that our listeners hear a lot in taking in the sports injuries is ankle sprains, and then they're hearing the high ankle sprain. And they'll see ankle sprains. Sometimes these guys will get back on the football field in two to three weeks, and on a high ankle sprain, it could be like six to eight weeks with a high ankle sprain. And I thought maybe you could dive into that so our listeners exactly know what's going on with these two types of injuries. Oh, sure. And I think those they can be easily confused. So um, your typical ankle sprain is kind of on the side of your foot. You know, that, that ankle bone on the side, you're stretching those ligaments, you're tearing those. So I say a lot of times that's with, you know, your classic, you're, somebody's going up to shoot a ball for basketball come down, they land on their ankle, they roll it. That's your typical, that a lateral ankle sprain. That's the most common, and that tends to rehab a bit quicker. Um, a high ankle sprain, that kind of involves, as it says in the name, higher up in the ankle, um, kind of in between the tibia and fibula, the, that ligament in there can get stretched. That can cause the ankle to be unstable, depending how severe that is. In general, with ankle sprains, we grade them, grade one, two, three, Um, basically saying, is it mild, moderate, or severe as far as an ankle sprain? And depending what grade it is can kind of determine how long it needs to recover. Um, Sometimes ankle sprains can be as simple as, you know, just ice wrap on it and you should be good to go within a couple weeks. I've seen people that can end up getting 
you know, surgery from a really bad ankle sprain that has then caused their ankle to be kind of unstable. So a lateral ankle sprain and a high ankle sprain, what you are spraining and where, but a lateral ankle sprain is your, your most common. Most kids get those, you know, at some, at some point during childhood. So, Kristen, the other area that I wanted to touch on, because you have a lot of, of young athletes, 18 to 22, who are running, whether they're running for another sport or they're running cross country and track and everything, and they hear the term shin splints. And they might not understand what shin splints are, so I thought you could start there and then talk about what type of pain, what's a clue that they might have it, and then what does that road to recovery look like? Absolutely. Yeah, shin splints are super, super common. Um, As you said, a lot of people talk about them, and it's very common in runners. So it's essentially some irritation with, again, the tibia, your shin bone, and the muscles that kind of are in the front of your leg that can be really irritated over time from chronically using them, putting stress on them, those kinds of things. Um, And that, as far as recovery for that, a lot of, I mean, a lot of it's just kind of resting and rehabbing, making sure that the muscles of your legs are balanced correctly, they're strong, that your running form is good. Uh, But I do like to say that some people can get that confused or may have similar symptoms to things like a stress fracture, um, which a stress fracture is or a stress injury is a lot more serious than a shin splint. Um, because a stress injury or a stress fracture involves the bone, and that can lead to something a lot more serious. So um, I think shin splints have more of a vague pain, and it's just kind of like, you know, the front of my leg hurts with running, Um, whereas something like a stress fracture is very pinpoint. You know, you can point to one spot on your shin and say, this is where it hurts. But uh, either, either of those symptoms, I think it's really worth getting looked at by a physician, especially... I mean, I know our runners, they like to run miles and miles and miles. Um, and it's, you know, they don't want to put off their running. Um, but I, if these injuries get ignored, um, they can progress to something that can really put somebody out of running for quite a long period of time. So, you know, if people are having pain in the front of their shin, I really urge them to get that looked at. And, and I imagine, like you said, rest, uh, does something like ice off and on on the shin splint, does that help in the, in the recovery process? It definitely can help. Um, I always tell people to put ice on injuries for the most part because um, that can help get some of that inflammation out of there and that can help with a lot of the pain. But for a good majority of our sports injuries, they're from overuse, mm-hmm. um, you know, repetitive running, mm-hmm. a lot of miles, not resting enough in between runs. Again, not having proper shoes or proper form, things like that. And that I mean, you can ice it and it can feel better, but the root of the problem is really resting and looking at, you know, why we're having these issues. So, because a lot of that, oh, if I just throw ice on it, can I keep running? Well, it'll make, but you're still going to be overusing that same, you know, muscle. Mm-hmm. So rest is really important, but that's where it becomes kind of a team effort between physicians, um, physical therapists, athletic trainers. Uh, you know, to kind of come up with a specific plan for that athlete of how long do they have to rest, how do they need to modify their training program, or, you know, if they're just running recreationally, if they can find a different type of exercise, uh, something like that. So it's, there's a lot of players that kind of come up with a good a good program. 